You're listening to the official podcast of Asbury University, produced by students with God-honoring conversations that inform, edify, and encourage. This is Asbury. We explore culture and current topics through a Christian worldview, promoting a well-balanced life, and we empower our community to belong, become, and be set apart. I'm your host, Abby Lobb. Welcome to This is Asbury. This is Madison Anderson, and I work at Stratcom for Asbury University, and I'm here with Gracie Turner, the director of Don't Forget Us, and Rich Maneri, the professor of journalism, but also the executive producer of Don't Forget Us as well. So we all went to Germany and Poland last year to film this documentary, which has now garnered, what, two awards, an Emmy and a KBA award. So Gracie, tell us about the recent awards. The recent Emmy Award was with the Natus Ohio Valley Chapter. It's a student production award, and we won for nonfiction, short or long form, but we did the short version of the documentary just because of the time limit. And they announced that during the ceremony, it was live streamed. And then the KBA Award, it was the Impact Award for Best Public Affairs. Uh, We came in first place for that one. Yeah, which was super weird to win those awards, like, what, almost over a year after filming. So we're, like, distance from filming now and the premiere and everything. I thought it was well-deserved for Gracie, and I was really happy for Gracie especially because she did so much work on it and such great work. And, yeah, it was really almost a year after the the premiere here on campus. The premiere was October, I, I can't remember the day, 26th maybe of last year. The awards were for 22, but they were awarded almost a year later. The awards were nice. What we really set out to do was to make a production or to make a film that people would remember and that would kind of live on beyond the trip. And I think the awards are recognition of that. Based on what judges have said, about the film and its impact and how powerful it was. That's what we, we had really set out to do, to make something meaningful and, and lasting. And the awards themselves are kind of a, a recognition and a confirmation of that. And I know they showcase a lot of technical skills that we kind of picked up through our... So Asbury has cross-cultural engagement, which is where a lot of students can go either out of country or, or in this country and kind of work on their desired field of study. So for us, it was journalism. I was writing and you were filming media communication. So how do you think this trip kind of helped you with those soft skills and hard skills for what you're going to do in life? It definitely helped because I never thought that I would be making a feature-length documentary while I was in undergrad. I never thought that was going to happen. I thought, oh, I was going to graduate, then I would get into my field. Mm -hmm. And so with this opportunity to be able to do that while I'm in undergrad and have Maneri there to help advise me or I had the other students to help me, I could kind of get that perspective of how teamwork like how journalism you writing could help me while I'm filming. And so I thought that definitely helped. But yeah, it was just with this opportunity helped me kind of get an idea of not only do I want to do documentaries, but Mm kind of helped me figure out what I want to do with my career. 
And you learned to collaborate I did, as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like with the five, we yeah. learned to work as a team and mm-hmm. kind of, oh, you you go get shots of this mm-hmm. and yeah. I'll be here. And then you yeah. were telling me earlier in the car that you felt like a stalker on set. Yeah, because I did. We yeah. were, so basically, for those who haven't seen the documentary, I narrated. So it follows me primarily as a student, student perspective, seeing the Holocaust during these sites. So there was a lot of camera action on me and a lot of wherever I was, Gracie was the shadow yeah. with the mm-hmm. what was it Canon X twenty XA twenty five or something yeah. like right yeah. in the back of my mm-hmm. head. Yeah, so that was funny. And and by the way, um, you mentioned that you, you narrated and the camera was on you a lot. Yeah. The, the judges at the KBA awards remarked specifically about that approach, the first person approach, and how. Wow how powerful that was. Really? Um, And that's what we sort of had set out to do, to see those concentration camp sites through the eyes of a student seeing them for the first time. And so you, as the narrator, sort of represented every student, or really every person who's never seen that before. And it was interesting to read the comments from the judges that they found that approach particularly powerful. Another thing, something Gracie said, we went over there. Gracie, you never, you never, never been on a plane before. No, I, much no. much less been out of the country. <laughs> yeah. What we did, what we undertook, was an extremely ambitious undertaking, if not almost unfair, to ask somebody who's never been on a plane before to basically spearhead the shooting of this. What turned out to be it's in its full length, a forty-two minute documentary. Yeah go to these various concentration campsites, shoot as much as you possibly can, Yeah. interview people in the heat. And it was hot over there at the time, at least in some of the locations it was hot. The days were long. It was physically demanding, not to mention emotionally demanding. Yeah. You're trying to process all of these scenes. This was the first time for all of us doing that. It's really difficult from an emotional standpoint and still trying to work at the same time, and somehow Gracie was able to navigate through all of that. And sitting here now, a year and a half later, I don't know how you did it, actually. And I hope that the awards are an acknowledgement of how hard you actually worked and how difficult it was to navigate through that and how successfully you were able to do that. And to add on to the story, I always tell people this story, but we were up for more than 36 hours the first day we got to Germany. So we had a connecting flight in, I think it was D.C., and it kept getting delayed, delayed, and then finally canceled at, like, 11 p.m., and then Mm -hmm. we had to spend the night, and then— like with the time change and everything, it ended up we were awake for more than 36 hours. And then once we got on the metro in Germany, we had to put our stuff down in the hotel and go. We went to, right out. Yeah. yeah, we went right out to the euthanasia center in Brandenburg. Brandenburg, that's and right. And that was when we had to like shift gears. Didn't yeah. matter how tired we were. Like mm-hmm. we were bone tired. I, I have pictures from that day and our bags on our eyes <laughs> were like insane. Like it looked yeah. we, we were gone but we somehow we all picked up and it was just like work okay let's do this because we talk about like how it changed us and our perspective on like work and everything and I didn't know that I could push myself to that degree and I'm sure you're the same way where you were like just exhausted every single day but it really shows 
that you can click into that professional mindset. And it's almost otherworldly how you can push yourself. Which I didn't know I could do that. This was my first big project. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't prepare much before we had went over it. Like the only times I would prepare is when we would have our meetings and talk about it. And I remember I would sit there every meeting and I would think, this is the wrong person to do this. I have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) I am so stressed. Like I didn't have a lot of confidence that I should have had when we went into it. But I felt like when we were over there, then I realized maybe I could do this. And just like you said, like you had to switch. Like I felt like I had a different experience than everyone else because I had a camera in my hands. I was more worried about filming you. I was more worried about filming the students, getting their reactions, and filming what we were seeing because there was no way we could go back. So we had to get it all then and there. But then I was also trying to experience it for myself because I've always wanted to go to Germany ever since high school, always wanted to go. And so I was trying to think, oh, I'm in a different country, you know, my first time on a plane, but I'm filming Maddie in the airport. Or when we were over there, I'm trying to experience Auschwitz. And, you know, it's not only physically demanding, it's emotionally demanding. I'm standing there looking at a room full of hair. And, you know, I'm crying behind the camera. But then I have to think, oh, I'm working right now. Mm -hmm. So I can't really experience it for myself because I need to film Maddie. She's crying right now looking at all this. And I'm thinking, oh, this would be a good shot. And so I was selfishly thinking, like, oh, this would be a good shot and get all this, but I'm also trying to experience it for myself and understand where I'm standing at, too. Yeah, it's hard to draw that line between, oh, this would be great, piece of work, but then it's also, oh, I'm a human being and Mm -hmm. I need to deal with what I'm seeing Mm -hmm. right now, which we we didn't really get to deal with anything there because we were expected to be tourists like Mm -hmm. during the evening so we would get up at like 6 a.m and we'd go shoot and you know emotionally taxing information and stuff and shots and then we like at 5 p.m or whatever they would say oh go out to dinner like go go shopping or do whatever and then again we had to shift and it was just emotionally shifting like totally different perspectives and we were expected to have fun which we Mm, did it was a really fun trip at times but it was also just it gave you like emotional whiplash yeah and we were in for those who don't know a variety of different locations we were in berlin for a while we were at concentration camp sites in germany and then we took an eight-hour bus ride to poland and we went to auschwitz and auschwitz was a full day a full eight-hour day, and it was, I remember it being hot. It is the most difficult day in that trip for obvious reasons. And somehow you guys were able to kind of work through that, keep enough emotional distance to still be able to function, and yet still not be so emotionally detached, because I think the empathy and the emotion has to be part of the work. It is a balance, and it's difficult, especially under the physical and emotional circumstances. I don't even think I processed the trip and, like, what all we saw until we got back. When I was out of that environment and I – when we got back, I took a break from looking at footage because I just needed that. We were there for two weeks. It was a lot. And so I think probably a month after we had got back, that's when I, like, started looking at all the footage so I could start editing the trailer. And when I was just sitting there, like, sifting through the footage – 
it's like I didn't process everything mm-hmm. that we were seeing. And I remember it was very emotional, the start of editing again. Like, I was going back and reliving all of that right, again. Right, right. And then, then I had to sit there for hours with, and then edit, and then it turned into months of editing just the first draft, and then just keep editing. It felt like forever editing till we finally got to the draft that we liked. Yeah, so you were really reliving it over and over and over again over a period of, of many months. Yeah. Even after it premiered here on campus, there was another version. There was a version for Highbridge, the film festival here on campus, which it won Best Documentary. We're more than a year out. How are you processing it now, or are you processing it still? I feel like I have processed the trip now, now that it's been over a year, especially when we had that documentary premiere and we had the panel and we were able to talk with the other students that went on the other trip or the students that were just with Nestle Road in our group. I don't think I've processed the awards yet. That's still new to me because I never thought that I would ever have my film recognized or any of my work recognized and I truly am grateful and during the Emmy when my parents were sitting next to me and so when they announced it like I started crying and my parents they were very excited and I was glad to have them by my side because I know they were very supportive when I was at home editing cranky sometimes like when (laughs) the hard drive would crash or you know just things weren't going to plan so I still feel like I'm processing the awards and we're hoping to get it into film festivals and so I think if we get into more more awards, I won't process it until probably next year around this time, then I'll process it. Yeah, so a lot of work to still be done on this documentary and a lot of years left to process, and I second that. But I think we might have more students from Asbury possibly going on this trip. So you guys are marketing a journalism, what, CCE trip? Basically the same trip we did before, only this time we're going to take six people. Last time it was capped at five. So we'll take six people. We'll do it a little bit differently in terms of how we structure it this time. The idea this time, instead of having five people work on one long documentary, we're going to have three pairs or three pair of work on each a short documentary. And by short, I mean, you know, eight, eight to 10 minutes. The difficult part is how can we recreate or should we even try to recreate what we did the first time. And you really can't do that. So it's going to have to be each team will produce what they see with some guidance, of course, and we'll, we'll talk about it and what we're kind of looking for out of it. And going to go again, six people. It'll be uh, beginning of May. I think we leave uh, May 6th. Nice. Whatever happens, it'll be a great experience for the students to experience another culture and to learn about journalism, media, comm, et cetera, some really good skills that Gracie and I can say that we definitely learned while being there. It'll be mostly the same sites. I think the couple will be different, again, with the larger group of uh, Dr. Road students and we're, we're going to be going with them. I look forward to hearing all about it, and thank you guys, Gracie and Maneri, for being on the podcast and talking about this film. So if you guys want to check out Don't Forget Us, it's private right now, the film is, but we do have 
a Premiere recorded live stream link that we can link down below. So it's available to you. You can just sit through the Premiere and hear us talk in a panel afterwards. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of This is Asbury. To learn more about Asbury University, visit asbury.edu. 